attention, attention all personnel, it's MASHCAST! Hello and welcome to MASHCAST, the show that analyzes and celebrates, episode by episode, the greatest TV series of all time, MASH, which aired on CBS from 1972 to 1983, proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. I'm your host, General Robert Iron Guts Kelly, and joining us this week in the VIP tent is returning guest, Major General Russell Burbage. Hi, Russell. At ease, Kelly. I'm always at ease. Uh, actually, that's not true <laughs> at all. Uh, thank you so much for coming back. Uh, of course, Russell, you have been a fan of MASH as long as I have. You were a frequent commenter over on my, my blog, my After MASH blog, so I'm happy to have you back here for Season 3. It's always good to, to take my boots off and, and hang out in the VIP tent. Very cool, very cool. So we're here to talk about Season 3, Episode 7, Checkup, original air date, October 22nd, 1974, written by Lawrence Marks and directed by Don Weiss. Because of a new regulation, routine medical checkups are now mandatory. Each of the officers have to examine each other, with Hawkeye examining Hot Lips, the house call of a lifetime, and Frank examining Trapper. Except the Trapper won't let Frank do it, and is very surly about the whole thing. When Hawkeye asks Trapper why, he reveals it's because he has an ulcer and has had one for a few weeks but he doesn't want it diagnosed officially because he's afraid of the treatment he'd receive. Hawkeye, though, is overjoyed. An ulcer is a ticket home. Trapper, responding to the news, is suddenly thrilled as well. Camp reacts to Trapper leaving. Everyone is feeling bittersweet about it, except for Frank, of course, who is giddy over the idea of just having Hawkeye to deal with. They throw a big goodbye party for Trapper and the O Club, but just before he heads over there, Radar tells him that while HQ has approved his ulcer, they will not be sending it home. In fact, he'll be treated in Tokyo and then shipped to another unit. Trapper's left with the option of staying at the 477th and being cured there, which he decides to do, it being the best of two bad choices. He shows up at his party and announces that he's not going anywhere, but not before a drunken hot lips tells Trapper she's always had a crush on him. Trapper ends his not-farewell speech with a comment from Margaret, I'll see you tomorrow night. All right, Russell, check up. Uh, why do you love this episode? Uh, I like it because it's kind of the closest we ever got to a goodbye trapper episode. Exactly. I've been watching MASH for so long that now I see, or I, I look for things behind the scenes as well. So I, as most people know, third season is when, you know, certain people leave the cast. And I often wonder when I watch episodes like this, is this because uh, Wayne Rogers was saying things like he wanted to leave or or did they say, hey, what if he did leave? Or, you know, is there some behind the scenes type story to this? Or is it simply um, Lawrence Marks wrote up a story that gave the spotlight to Trapper just a little bit? And that's that's all there is to it. (laughs) It's curious. And that's why I always like this particular episode, the way Trapper interacts with all the other uh, cast members. Right, because both Wayne Rogers and McLean Stevenson were very vocal about that they were unhappy on the show. And so it does seem like an odd script to write to sort of write Trapper a goodbye when it isn't really a goodbye. And you're writing it for an actor that's who's talking about that he's not happy about being on the show. Now, maybe you could argue that they were just trying to uh, give McLean, excuse me, give, give Wayne Rogers more to do. You know, like just like, OK, he's complaining that he, Hawkeye is taking center stage. Let's give Trapper more to do and let's make an episode more about him. Um, the one thing that always sort of bugged me and there, there's a lot to love about this episode and I'll get to all that. But the one thing that bugged me about the show, even as a kid, when I watched it, that it just never really hung together for me is 
they – and maybe this is – you know, you need to like do a little bit of writing for them a little bit to fill in sort of some of the gaps. But like they – they you know, Hawkeye says, well, no, 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 an ulcer is a ticket home. And they, they do an x-ray and they show that he's got a little hole in his belly and they talk about, oh, yeah, you're on your, you're on your way home. And then, you know, he get, they give him the goodbye and then they say, no, no, no. Raider says, no, you don't get uh, a ticket home for an ulcer. And I'm like, well, then, I mean, did nobody check with HQ? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it seems like they just all assume that he's going home to the point where they throw him a party. And then it's like, what did Radar finally say? Oh, by the way, you know, we're shipping Captain McIntyre home because of his ulcer. Did somebody at HQ go, wait a minute, what are you talking about? We don't send you home for that. Like, it just seems like. It, th- yeah. There's all this assumption that an ulcer means you're being sent home until you find out that there isn't. And I'm like, didn't they check before that? I don't know. It always yeah. sort of bugs me a little bit. Yeah, I, I really loved this episode as a as a younger person and watching it. And, and like I said, knowing that Wayne Rogers leaves to go back and watch it because he was basically gone by the time I started watching these episodes. Right. So I knew, you know, all right, so he's leaving. Oh, wait, he's not leaving. Wait, nobody checked? And then it started really kind of collapsing like a house of cards because – if the point is to give Wayne Rogers more to do, then he really should have swapped with Hawkeye because Hawkeye's really on camera about as much or more than than Wayne Rogers is in this episode. It's just it's funny that it's not really a Wayne Rogers episode, even though it's nominally supposed to be. Right. I mean, yeah, they always. Yeah, I mean, Hawkeye just can't help but sort of take center stage in that. But yeah, right. that always. Except it always bugged me that it just seems like that nobody ever called HQ and found out that this isn't what's going on. Uh, yeah. it, it, there's an opening scene where where uh, Henry is relaying the information that everybody's going to have to get an examination. We do get to hear uh, that they're talking about two more movies that are playing <laughs> that don't exist. Yes. This is the adds to the uh, MASH 47 Film Festival. There's Mon Pa Kett will have a baby and a, and a film that I'd be dying to see, Godzilla and the Bobby Soxer, which just sounds – Absolutely fantastic. I like, you know, it's in the history of Godzilla sequels and uh, Radar gets to do this little <laughs> bit where he's singing into the microphone and you see Henry just kind of gets disgusted with the whole thing. And then there's yeah. a, there's another scene in the mess tent where Hawkeye and Trapper are examining everybody. And I don't know if you noticed this, Russell, but the two people, we, we see everybody in line, all the enlisted men, and yeah. they're all shirtless. And yeah. the two men that are being examined are Igor, Trapper's examining Igor, and Hawkeye is examining Roy Goldman. Roy right. Goldman is cut. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he is really well built. I mean, I mean, he couldn't have gotten into shape for this episode because he wouldn't have known that far ahead. But he must have worked out because he is in really good condition. Yeah. And the funny thing is that Hawkeye's lines are something like, well, yeah, you're in good enough condition for the army, but not for, you know, not to enlist or something. And I'm like, dude, he's the best looking guy We've seen on the show. It's, he's built like a so, superhero. So yeah. I mean, yeah. They talk about that he's got scoliosis and they talk yeah. about what and that then, is. Yeah. And then we, we look in that that's like curvature of the spine and you're like, clearly this man, there's nothing wrong with his spine. No, he is built. Man. There's one part where he's just standing there with his arms to his side and I'm like, man, I wish I was – he's got a six-pack. I really wish yeah. I felt like Roy Goldman. I'm like, wow, that's really impressive. Like, geez, Okay. Um, so there's, there is that, except if I was Roy, I'd be like, oh man, I get to be shirtless. This is awesome. Everybody. And then of course he's immediately followed by Klinger who looks like an utter disaster. Cause he's got his bra half on, he's got a turban. Yeah. He looks like Joan Crawford or something or, uh, yeah. or uh, what the sunset Boulevard lady. But, uh, <laughs> you know, so there's that, but I mean, yeah, he is built, he's built really well. And it starts this running gag of 
uh, of uh, Klinger trying to fake his medical profiles. He's got a, a he has a, a thermometer that is two degrees as a temperature. And then there's this really kind of gross moment where Frank shows up uh, late, and they they give him they they give they stick him with hernias. And yeah. he says, "Why do I get why why do I always get stuck with turn your head and cough?" Trapper hands Frank a single rubber glove. A single rubber glove. I don't know, but I think you're really supposed to change your gloves every time you check for someone's hernia. I, well, doesn't he, like, flip it at him and, and Frank lets it fall anyway, or does he catch it? I thought it was just a gag. Yeah, no, he, no Frank, Frank, uh, Frank grabs it out of his hand. Uh, but it's oh. like, but it's like, but I really think you need more than one to check for that. I don't know. Uh, okay. well, I, I, yeah, I'm not going to say anything about that. <laughs> I, I, I will say, I will reveal that I got checked for hernias when I was in grade school. That was something they did. And dear God, was that mortifying. Wow. Did, I guess they didn't do that out there where, where you went no. to school? <laughs> nope. I, you know what? I hope <laughs> – let's just say I hope that was official school policy here in New Jersey. I was going to say your phys ed teacher didn't just like you, did he? No, it was like a doctor. <laughs> it was like they had this whole thing. It was really very strange. Speaking of strange – uh, there's a alternate uh, bunch of scenes with Margaret where she is talking to the nurses and she's – Those are strange. They are very, very strange scenes where they talk about – she's talking about that the doctors are going to examine them. Uh, these these scenes, all of these scenes were always cut in the syndicated version that I saw. I never saw mm. these scenes until I got the DVDs. And they are basically a series of smutty double entendres. Yeah. Uh, they are very, very kind of British, you know, carry-on doctor kind of thing where she talks about that the doctors are going to give you all – a good working over and stuff like that. And it goes on and on and on to the point where it's, it's a little like after like the fifth joke, you're kind of like, all right, I I get it. You know, this feels a little like padding. I have to say. Yeah. Well, I watched this episode twice in the last week to, to, to prep for this um, ER session. And (laughs) the first time I watched it with the laugh track and it's like, okay, they're telling me I'm supposed to laugh about these kind of mildly uncomfortable comments. But then I second time I watched it was without the laugh track and those lines just lay there. Yeah, it's they do. just like, oh, what? If this was a different time, but I these things just are not funny. And yeah. the, her yeah. last line is like, when I call your name, please scream. Yeah. What What the hell does that mean? I don't. Even, I, yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know what that was supposed to mean. Yeah. So very odd. Margaret even has a line where she says, "You are all desirable women." Well, most of you. Most of you, yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell? Like, so that's a that, yeah. That I would argue that maybe when the uh, the local syndicator in my market cut those scenes out, they're actually doing the episode a favor a little yeah. bit by taking them out because they really don't. I don't. I don't feel uh, that there's much missing there when, when you don't have them. No. Uh, then we get Hawkeye and Trapper in the swamp, and we find that Trapper seems really irritated, and he barks at Frank about like he's like, I'm not going to subject to. Uh, Subjective to your examination or whatever. And even Hawkeye remarks, he's like, boy, you sure woke up cranky. And we see that they drink a martini, except the trapper basically sort of palms it a little bit. I mean, he drinks like yeah. – he has like a little – actually, he doesn't even sip it. He sniffs it uh, and mm-hmm. then he puts it down. Then we find out – we see that he pours it out into a helmet and he replaces it with like some milk of magnesia kind of thing. Right. And I don't know – He pour, He pours it into Frank's helmet. <laughs> yeah, he probably pours it into Frank's helmet. But I noticed yeah. that, that when, when Trapper pours out his martini, he then pours in the milk of magnesia without washing it out, which, well, I, I mean, ugh, that's got to taste no, awful. That's, no, that's going to give it a kick. Uh, oh, God. Ugh, that's <laughs> horrendous. Uh, so, and they said that's, we're finding out, oh, something, something's up with 
with Trapper. Uh, and then we go, we follow Hawkeye into the tent, Margaret's tent, where he examines her. And I will have to say, you know, straight up, when I was a kid, and even when I was a teenager, I thought the scene with, with Hawkeye uh, flirting with Margaret while he's examining her was funny because he's just being a bad boy. Um, yeah. and, and, and part of the reason that any of these scenes still kind of uh, work, I would say, is because at no point is Margaret really under any sort of threat in any way. Uh, obviously, rank-wise, she outranks him. And just by her force of personality, she is not going to be intimidated by Hawkeye at all. That said – that- Yes, that's a great point, and I think I agree with you. When when he comes in, and it's kind of teasing, and and if that was the first episode of Mash you'd have ever watched, oh. I think you could watch that and say, "Wait, well, he's he's gonna rape her or something." But as soon as she blows into his stethoscope yeah. thing, it's like, okay, Loretta Swit can hold her own against Alan Alda. This is gonna be this is okay. She's in not in any real danger no there that's the guy the, the jive you get yeah he's flirting with her as a joke because he knows that he's not really going to get anywhere that said you watch the scene the 2020 eye literally 20 yeah. in some case 2020 eyes now you go that this is not cool he is not being no. remotely professional and uh, if they had had the scene where he did this with any other nurse you would be it would be horrendous uh well but and then it, 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 the whole thing veers off into just meanness. I well, mean, she, it does, she starts yeah. saying, "Oh, well, you know, you could lose a few pounds. You're fat. Yeah, you're you're a big palomino hussy." And I'm yeah. like, "What the hell is yeah. that?" He then goes she, way course, too far with it. Yep. She, you know, internalizes that, and that's a thread through the rest of the episode. Is that she's afraid she's fat, and it's like, dude, you're a dick. Yeah. He talks <laughs> about. He says it looks like when you're walking away, there's two bulldogs in a bag or something. Yeah. I mean, it's really. He is a he's being a real dick at this at this the, yeah. the end of it and uh, that is you know it's unfortunate you know you just again you look at it now and you just say oh no 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 Hawkeye this is absolutely not cool at all he's being really pretty pretty offensive and again I would wonder yeah. what if you saw the show for the first like you said for the you saw it for the first time would you not go oh my god what is what the hell is wrong with this guy this guy's awful right uh, yeah. luckily there is a scene to balance out this episode where. Henry examines Radar, and there's a lot of high comedy here. He tells Radar to get undressed, and Radar has like nine layers. And Radar, yeah. you know, Henry says something like, "Is there a you under there?" Uh, but there is a curious moment where there's this whole scene devoted to Radar's tattoo, an yeah. anchor tattoo that he's got on his bicep, and he's very proud of it. And Henry's even kind of impressed by it. And of course, uh, a season six episode would devote itself to the whole idea. That Radar thought he needed to get a tattoo to look tough uh, right. and that he's afraid to get one because of needles. But here he's brandishing a tattoo. And, you know, look, I understand these actors, you know, worked over – for some of them worked over 11 years and it was probably a little hard to remember what had gone on. But I have to wonder, didn't Gary Berghoff remember when he got that season six script to say, hey, guys, I – I, didn't they, don't, don't I have a tattoo on the show? It's, it seems like a big scene to forget. Yeah, yeah. See, when the, the scene starts with Henry saying something about Radar's tonsils, and I'm like, I wrote it in my notes, great continuity, because a couple seasons later, Radar gets his tonsils That's taken right. out. That's right. And yeah. then it's like, oh, and he's got a tattoo. And I was like, what? Wait, what? No, he's all proud of it, great too. continuity yeah. because, yeah. you know, he, he had that whole thing. And he said he got it for like a 50 cents or something. He won it. It was the cheapest one he could get. So I kept 
expecting the other shoe to drop to say, oh, it's a it's a sticker or it's a inked in or, or something, but it's he never does. Jack or something. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, he actually gets around <laughs> that too. Uh, there is a nice bit of physical comedy in there where uh, Henry says to Radar, uh, all right, stand, stand with, he says, stand with the little feet together and touch your nose. And all in one shot, Gary Berghoff swings his arm and touches Henry's nose. And yes. that's Henry says, your nose, Radar, your nose. And I mean, yes. it's a silly gag, but I actually thought, you know what? If somebody, if I had my eyes shut and someone said, touch my nose, I don't think I'd be able to do it on the first shot. So it's like, they must've really blocked that out very well because it's all one shot. So you see Gary yeah. Berghoff swing his arm and land his finger right on McLean Stevenson's nose perfectly. I mean, without even yeah. a skip or anything, it's, it's a, it's a nice little bit of physical comedy. Yeah. It's, it's one of my favorite bits of the show. Yeah. It's like, wow, that's, it's, it looks, it looks simple, but it's probably pretty hard to do. You know, he had to stand in the exact <laughs> spot and make sure he, you know, McLean Stevenson had to be at the exact right point or whatever. So, yeah. uh, and so then except Henry, I mean, of course, Hawkeye and Trapper, talk about the ulcer back at the tent. He talks about that keeps him up at night. And he's talking about he thought it was alcoholic gastritis. Hawkeye is smiling and he's like, hey, that's your ticket home, buddy. And that's the act break where they're both happy with each other because they're smiling at one another because it means that he's going home. And then we cut yeah. to in the act two, back in Henry's office. And Henry has the line about, you know, you're going to be headed home. You better be careful. You better be talking in your sleep. And they just talk about all of this, all the benefits of getting the ulcer. And there's a gag about they ask Radar to get a glass of milk, and Radar says, who died? Because obviously he's yeah. not expecting any of these guys to uh, to drink. And, and, and uh, Trapper talks about what it's like to be going home. And it's like you talked about. We never got a goodbye Trapper episode, but this is sort of this is the closest we're ever going to get. Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of, in that sense, uh, disappointing because – um, there's a very important line in that scene where Hawkeye says something about, oh, you big, dumb, quiet types, keep it all inside you. And it's like, OK, so Trapper's not the conversationalist. He's not the jokester that Hawkeye is. He's not the incessantly talking type. But still, you would think that if you're about to leave, you, there's no goodbye scene with Henry, really. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's there's that one scene with him saying being said goodbye to by Hawkeye, but he doesn't say anything back to Hawkeye except no charge. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's like, I mean, clearly you didn't really know that it was his, it really wasn't his goodbye, but if it had been, everybody thought it was until the very end. It, there's no emotional oomph that you come to expect from MASH after, I, I, I dare I say, after season three, you know? Yeah, it is. I, you know, I never really thought about it until you mentioned it, but you're right for an episode that's ostensibly about Trapper. He doesn't get a lot to say. <laughs> It really doesn't. Even in his goodbye scene, it's all it's all Hawkeye. I didn't even think yeah. about that, but yeah. Uh, we then we have this uh, follow up, as you you mentioned that this whole thing of Margaret feeling after Hawkeye's comments that she's gained weight. She's very insecure yeah. about it. We see her looking at herself in the mirror, and uh, Frank comes in, and it leads to one of the great. Uh, Frank Burns double talk runs of all time <laughs> where he's trying, where, where he says, you know, well, there's just, that just means there's more of you to love, which, you know, just a little bit of advice, men out there, don't ever say that to the woman in your life. They don't want to hear that. Um, but, but she says, so you agree that I'm fat and he talk, he has this amazing bit of just nonsense words. And it's like, if you, if you are, kind of clued in to Larry Linville's performance as Frank Burns. You could sort of see what he's trying to say, but it is also just utter gibberish. 
you know, where she says, you have a fat, fat princess. And he talks about, he says, you know, that again, he says, that just means there's more of you to love. Do you agree that I'm fat? And he's like, no, 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 Margaret. And he goes, not fat, fat. You're sort of halfway between fat and thin, leading a little bit to the not fat, but rather the thin side <laughs> of fat. And it's just like, and she actually, like, she doesn't buy it. She goes, in other words, fat. And he goes, no, you're actually thin for a person that weighs as much as you do. <laughs> yeah, that's He's classic. trying so hard to be nice, but he also doesn't want to kind of lie to her either. It's like, it's a real great insight into the, the mind of Frank Burns. Well, it's so funny for this relationship, too, because, you know, I don't ever, I never thought of Loretta Swit as fat. No, I, I, no. I don't never. know where that would even be. It's like, if I had my arms around her, I would not say, yeah, you're fat. No, no. <laughs> where is that even coming from? Yeah, no, it's, it isn't. Yeah, it makes no, it makes no sense. Why not just tell it? Just say to her straight up, "No, Margaret, you're not." What are you talking about? That's you know, yeah, crazy. But it, I just love this. It's just gibberish. The thin side of fat. I just think of that. <laughs> I, I refer to that to myself sometimes. I'm on the thin side of fat. Uh, oh, so. I, see, I'm the other way. I'm the fat side of thin. Okay. <laughs> It's all half, half of a uh, glass half full, glass half empty kind of thing. Well, and that that also leads up to a, a great exchange between them when he starts to mention his wife mm-hmm. and says, "Oh, I love your curves and your mushiness and your your softness because compared to the the thing I get at home, which is all sharp and nearly you know cuts me or something <laughs> like that." And I I have this image. I'm like, "Wait, what? How? How would what?" And then they they start to say, what, "What do you what do you have to do now?" It's like, "Oh, I'm I'm the garbage officer. Garbage can wait." <laughs> yes, of course. And of course, we later on and later and later on the season, we do get to see Mrs. Burns, and we see she is very very thin. So I mean, I guess Margaret prefers oh. women a little on the a little bit on the more zoptic side. Ah, maybe <laughs> briefly. We see her very we briefly. Also, we also learn later that that Frank was often the garbage uh, officer. That's right. So. That's right. Well, even there's there's oh god there's there's a great line in a yeah, season four episode doing. about the garbage where Frank even says the late Colonel he's talking to Colonel Potter and he says the late Colonel Blake said I was the best garbage officer we ever had and Potter's yeah, response right. is the man knew talent when he saw it which is <laughs> exactly. one of my one of my favorite Potter lines of all time we'll get to that season four yeah um, so that followed the next scene is the big goodbye the the moment where. Hawkeye and Trapper get the – this is the closest we ever get to a goodbye scene between the two of them where Hawkeye says, you were honest and open. You let me lean on you. You made it bearable. And they get they, – they start to get moist in the eyes. And Trapper, as you said, he says, uh, no charge. And he says, if I'm ever back this way. And Hawkeye says, I'll keep a light burning in a bedpan. And it's a genuinely – it's a genuinely sweet moment. You know, I mean it's, yes. it's, it's, it's the goodbye we never got. It's nice to see these two guys that really love each other. Uh, talk to each other, but yeah, now that you say it, yeah, it's like Trapper really doesn't really get enough to say. I mean, obviously, when they wrote it, they knew it wasn't a real goodbye, but the characters don't know that, and right. so yeah, Trapper really is relatively silent in his quote unquote big goodbye scene. Yeah, and it, it makes me feel a little better seeing this that w- at the beginning of season four, when there's no note, you know, it's like okay, Trapper has doesn't know what to say. You know, mm-hmm. he he clearly is touched. You would expect, you know, here we are in the 2000s. I expected the other guy to come back and say, well, dude, you helped me just as much as I helped you. And, you know, if not more so and blah, 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 blah. You know, the BJ Hawkeye type thing that we eventually get. But Trapper doesn't say any of that. And so harking back to my comment from before, he's this big, dumb, stupid or big, dumb, quiet guy. 
he's not a talker, so he doesn't. He's not good with the words. Then, so he has. He doesn't know what to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. of course, he would not write a note. Therefore, it 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 kind of explains his character a little bit more to me, anyway. Yeah, I can see that. He does give a goodbye via radar, but we'll get to that, of course, the next season. Yeah, right, right. Uh, but said, there's the scene where radar reveals to Trapper that. Uh, he's got one of two choices. He could be cured at the 477th or go to Tokyo. And he gives him, he talks about bland diets and uh, sort of these like, you know, kind of strict medicine. And he says, then you're going to get chipped out to another unit. And Trapper says, you know, keep quiet. I'll, I'll handle this myself. We cut to the party at the Oak Club, which is kind of a big deal. We see, you see Nurse Kelly and uh, Klinger dancing. And we see <laughs> Radar, uh, I mean, excuse me, Henry uh, flirting with one of the nurses because he's drunk. Everybody's kind of dressed up. And it's it's sort of funny that at the at the point where we cut into the scene, Trapper has been at this party for a little while. And he. I guess the idea is he wants everybody to have a nice time because he doesn't reveal he could walk right. in and say, hey, everybody, we don't need this party. I'm not going home. But he actually lets the party run on for a bit. I guess everybody could just have a kind of a, a nice night and blow off some steam, uh, right. and, and which is it's just fun. I mean, you get to see them all warm and stuff, and they say they put up streamers, and Henry is blottoed entirely. Uh, and it's, 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 a, it's nice to see everybody cut loose, and, and Wayne Rogers looks like he's genuinely having a good time. Yeah, and I I wondered when I watched this if this was somebody Bert Metcalf or one of the other long term um, producers or or creative side saw this episode and thought, well, let's turn this around on its ear a little bit and and interrupt the goodbye party, and that's what they did for Radar. You know, they mm-hmm. wanted to have a goodbye party for him, and then they got wounded. If something had happened in the middle of this party, what would have happened? Trapper would have said over a you know a working. Patient. Oh, by the way, I'm not leaving. Yeah, yeah, you know? that's true. <laughs> so, yeah, that's true. That I never thought about that, but you're right. Yeah, this is their their chance. And uh, Margaret get Margaret in a a white turtleneck, looking quite fetching, is drunk. And I've mentioned <laughs> in previous episodes that Loretta Swit did a great drunk. Uh, she did yes. one of the best drunk actresses actors of all time. The way she slurred her words, she calls him an aminal, which is fantastic. And she talked about that she's got a big, you know, big crush on him and and frank even tries to be nice where he says i've always admired you but i'm glad you're going we see that there's this great moment where uh hawkeye and frank are talking and we see that margaret is like playing with his dog tag the trapper's dog tags yeah and it's just a yeah, nice yeah. little bit of physical comedy and then they go off and dance together but i mean she's really into him and we yeah. of course in later seasons hawkeye and margaret would sleep together i think the less said about those episodes the better but uh but i like that we find out in other episodes too that she really had a thing for trapper she really liked him yeah. and i thought that and she when they're Dancing together, she talks about that she she liked to watch him. You weren't looking when you weren't looking. I was watching, and then she's now you're you're leaving me here with the needle nose or whatever. And so <laughs> she reveals her true feelings to to Trapper. And I like how Trapper is kind of playing with her emotions because he could say something, but he just lets her kind of you know yeah. lets her sort of uh, just reveal herself, and he must be enjoying that. It's sort of fun to you know let somebody uh, tell you what they really feel about you, knowing you probably wouldn't get the kind of honesty in any other scenario. Right, right. That it, did you think some of the stuff that she was saying wasn't a little bit creepy, though? What stuff? What do you think was creepy? Well, like when she says, "Oh, I watch you," especially when you you play, you know, toss the football in your your bathing trunks or something, and just her eyes, that whole look, like I want you, <laughs> just, <laughs> well. just like you know, okay, just and of course he knows that he's not going anywhere, so he could have said something, or you know, he just doesn't let her off the hook there. Um, 
did he did that episode where he and she get trapped in a uh, uh, storeroom? Did that happen before this episode or after? After that's later. That's near the end of the season. Bombed. Okay. Where they get stuck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it seems like it seems like if if this was this production um, team that was handling say season four, or season five, there'd be a follow up episode somewhere where she, where he approaches her and says, you know, hey, let's be friends or mm-hmm. you know, let's sleep together or something, but. It, from my memory, there's nothing ever really came about with, between them except for that kind of awkward situation in Bomb. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, ex- I, I mean, I always figure that Margaret cuts loose when she's drunk and when she's sober, then yeah, nothing's ever going to happen. So I guess that's why he's <laughs> taking it that way. And then, then he, he gets some gifts, uh, some matching cufflinks made out of cockroaches, which is disgusting. Uh, and then he does, he drops the bomb. He says, uh, he says the army and infinite, infinite wisdom, infinite insanity has given me several options. The least objectionable, which is staying here with you, you idiots, uh, in this upholstered <laughs> men's room. And he right. decides to stay. And, uh, and and then, then he says, and as for you, Margaret, I'll see you tomorrow night. Now, when I saw this in syndication, that's where the episode ends. They literally go <laughs> right to credits. There's no, there's no scene of Hawkeye saying, trap, you're kidding, or where he buys milk for, he says, milk for everybody, I'm buying. And then the, even the button scene, all this is cut out. So this must have been – Really? Yeah. I oh. mean, I, I don't know – like is this – I didn't think this episode was any longer than any other episode, but this one seemed to really uh, – at least at the hands of the local Philadelphia – syndicator be cut pretty heavily <laughs> that's funny so and said so we get to see the the look of simultaneous disappointment and joy in hawkeye's face that his friend isn't going anywhere and then the two of them have a nice scene in the in the post-op where trapper is getting you know uh getting the medicine he needs for his ulcer right. and the, the two of them just have this nice little gag back and forth where they're drinking the milk and then he wants trapper to take some medicine and trapper says you first Hawkeye does and then does a pratfall. He takes the pill like it's knocking yeah. him out. And he does a pratfall and he wakes up and his hair's all must. And you get another one of those great Wayne Rogers laughs that seems so genuine. And then Hawkeye laughs. Yeah. And it's it's a nice, quiet ending of these two best pals. And it's a great way to end the episode. And I'm always so sorry that I never got to see it for so many years because it's, it's a sweet ending. Yes, it is nice. It just – when I watched it, I was struck by two things. One, it looks like Alan Alda or Hawkeye's really taking that pill. Mm-hmm. It's you know I've I've watched magicians and sleight of hands people for years and it it looks I watched it twice and the second time in slow motion it really does look like he pops that pill into his mouth and <laughs> drinks water so he could have it under his tongue but it looks like he's really taking a tranquilizer which is pretty unprofessional for a doctor if one of the other doctors is laid up in in a as a patient it's mm-hmm. a, so and then I noticed because I tend to notice these things. The Cameron's on Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, <laughs> like, it does. Okay, it's the Alan Alda show. Still, come on. I wonder what Rain so. Rogers thought when he saw the cut. He was like, "Oh, come on, you know." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is so. true. That is true. It is. It is a more a little more Hawkeye show that I would have uh, sort of remembered. But yeah, it's it's accurate. So, uh, do you have a particular favorite line from this episode? Either just a line or a, a favorite joke. Uh, well, there's a lot of favorites, or a lot of good lines in here. Um, garbage can wait, as we mentioned, was good. Um, I really, really loved that um, mic test at the very beginning when 
when radar saying A B C D E F G H I got a gal in Kalamazoo zoo zoo zoo, and then while Henry is making all of his announcements, you can see radar is just doing the zoom 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 <laughs> right, yeah. right there on the desk. That's adorable. I, I think that that makes me laugh every time I see it. It's a little bit um, atypical radar, to be honest with you, being so kind of like bit. somewhat unprofessional. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think my favorite line is when um, McLean Stevenson sees the um, tattoo on Gary Berghoff and he's like, dude, that's that's totally um, unhygienic and, and unsanitary and blah, blah, blah. And Radar says, I wash my hands first, sir. <laughs> Which just is such a non-sequential that you're like, wait, what? What? It's it a, makes me laugh. It's good advice nowadays too. You make sure you watch yeah, right, your hands. right. So, uh, <laughs> my favorite joke actually is 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 a joke that I never got as a kid for all the times I saw this episode, and it wasn't until I got a little older that I finally understood what it meant. And it's where it's it's Hawkeye and Trapper and Henry in his in Henry's office, and they're talking about Hen- uh, Trapper going home. And he says, "You better." Uh, he says, "You better give." He tells Trapper, "You better give your wife advance warning that you're coming home." And Henry goes, right, you don't want to walk in on anything. And Hawkeye says, some of those four Fs run pretty big. I literally never knew what that meant. I just didn't, I just didn't understand <laughs> it. And then I was like, oh, a 4F is, of course, someone who was deemed not uh, good enough, basically, to serve. Right. Uh, kind of like Steve Rogers in the Captain America movie. Um, right, right. And then, of course, if you talk about some of those four Fs run pretty big, he's talking about that there might be some 4F uh, sleeping with Trapper's wife. Uh, right. In the middle of that. And so it's a pretty dirty joke. And it was the kind of joke that it wasn't until like I was in like my mid teens that I finally went, oh, I, oh, okay. And it just, it just felt like, uh, you know, oh, this, this show has so many levels, you know, <laughs> like I just didn't understand yes. it. But I, I like yes. that joke of the idea that, uh, you know, Trapper might, Trapper, Trapper's certainly sleeping around on his wife. Maybe his wife's doing the same thing. So yeah. uh, I just Maybe. thought that was sort of a, a funny, if smutty gag. So. Well, there was the, the other one that I almost mentioned was when Klinger comes in and he, you said that he was um, spent the rest of the episode trying to get out um, with a bad uh, physical. Um, he pretends to have a uh, high blood pressure and he, right. he pretends to have the, the rotary scoliosis that Go- Roy Goldman has. But then he comes in and, and is all fawning over Trapper about, oh, you're getting out on an ulcer. You know, how'd you do it? What what did you do? How What'd you think about and Trapper deadpans. He's like, I'm fertile. That's right. Yeah. And, then, and then Hawkeye says something like, and yeah, and you didn't take any precautions. <laughs> so it's just, it's another totally wild response to something that was a legitimate question, mm-hmm. but it just makes me laugh to think mm-hmm. these guys are, are quick. They're, their yep. wits are really with them. Yeah, yeah I think they tell Klinger, out Klinger, out. He says, that's all everybody says to me is out Klinger, out. And he storms out. So. <laughs> but, yeah, overall, it's – yeah, it's, I think this is a really fun show. I, I've already said it's a, it's the goodbye we sort of never got to get, even if it is a little on the truncated side. But it's sweet. It's it's nice to have an episode about these two guys, these two best friends. So I think it's a really solid show. And, uh, Russell, is good. Thank you for coming by again this season. I loved it. I enjoyed it. Talking mash all the time. I have a couple notes about stuff that I, I looked up when when I watched the episode. I always watch things like, you know, you called out the movie, mm-hmm. the Godzilla and the Bobby Soxer. That's totally impossible because Godzilla made his debut in 1954. Right, right. <laughs> I think maybe there was a the professor in the Bobby Soxer or something, some Shirley Temple There's movie. The Bachelor in the Bobby Soxer with Carrie Grant and Myrna thinking. Loy. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. And Shirley Temple. And Shirley Temple, an adult Shirley <laughs> Temple. Yep. Yes. Um, and then Ma and Pa Kettle. I used to watch Ma and Pa Kettle movies on <laughs> Channel 11 in St. Louis when I was a kid. There was, you know, they 
They had what? What did you say? Ma and, pa, little, Ma and Pa Kettle have a baby. They had like ten kids. Right, so right, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was. It's always fun to to learn things from from watching Mash. Absolutely. So why don't you tell people where they can find you on the internet? Well, um, currently I am in uh, a time bubble. I'm about to head back to the 30th century. Uh, you can find me in the Legion of Super Bloggers, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. Uh, we do new uh, content. And then I'm in my own amalgamated DC universe on uh, Friends of Justice. And it's actually Seiyuno Nakama dot blogspot.com which i think uh you could probably save me a link there for you me will you uh absolutely Kelly? <laughs> because people won't remember that um that's where i'm talking about uh comics and i'm printing up some of my own uh justice league comics and things like that very cool again thank you so much for stopping by always love talking to you russell uh of course everybody we're talking mash over on twitter which is at mash 477 cast you can find back episodes of the show on the website firewaterpodcast.com you can subscribe to the show on apple podcast spotify and stitcher and if you want to support uh this show and the, and the fire and water podcast network go to patreon.com slash fw podcast and there you're going to unlock various rewards one of which is to be name checked on a show of your choice so big thanks to adam sanders nicholas prom suzanne holland and russell burbage for supporting mashcast thank you russell you bought yourself onto the show i appreciate it <laughs> Money talks. Absolutely. So, all right, man. Thanks everybody for listening. And until next week, that is all. Physical. It's Frank, no? I was thinking of tying him in a chair and making him watch.